Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Courtney Ermish. Courtney is the head women's bowling coach at Carroll University. Courtney herself bowled collegiately at Robert Morris University. While attending Robert Morris, she won two national titles. Courtney, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, well, Courtney, you were named the head coach at Carroll University for their women's bowling team back in October of 2020. This is your first season. You guys have your first tournament coming up here in October. So let's begin. How, When you were named coach and now you are the coach, what were some of the first things you did to get the program off the ground? Obviously, the first thing I did was just start recruiting. Um, I just kind of worried about that, getting girls that wanted to bowl. Got a lot of girls that are from around here, so that was nice. And that was the main thing that I did was just obviously get bowlers so we could have a team starting in 2021-2022 season. And how how difficult was that as far as recruiting process? I mean, from what I've heard, uh, there are, you know, sometimes there's uh, uh, some challenges that go along with recruiting. Yeah, it was definitely challenging. And I think having to start during the pandemic was obviously even more of a challenge. I couldn't go to very many places really at all. I got to meet, I got to like go and watch one like group of girls that I was looking at. The rest were kind of all online. I just kind of did it based off of what I saw like on fill percentages and stuff like that, just because that's really the only option I had um, with COVID being mm-hmm during its peak during October months and stuff. So I kind of just based it off of that and kind of just really hoped for the best that that was really the only option I had was not being able to go and really talk to many people. And I'm guessing one of your selling points can also be for the program as a new program. The ladies are going to get the, they're going to get the bowl. They're going to get some experience right off the bat where you do have a lot of programs. You're located in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You got programs right to your south. Got some really solid programs, you know, around the state and even just across the border in Illinois, where where you bowled at Robert Morris. But being able, you know, you can recruit and say, look, you're going to be able to come and you're going to be able to bowl right off the bat for me. Yeah, that was really like a turning, like a big factor for me was that they could. Do you want to be a start of a program? That was like what I got a lot of girls to just be like, you get to bowl and you're going to start something that could turn into something hopefully amazing and, you know, build this program from the ground up. And that was kind of where I went with it because that was the main thing I had since I do have a lot of people around me that already have associated teams and that like already, you know, built something. They've already been in their first or second year. So that was kind of where I went. And luckily, Carroll is a very good school. So I had that on my hands, too, with it being a great school, so that really helped me as well. Now, your time, you know, at Robert Morris University, you won two national titles, right? Correct. And what, well, there's one thing I want to kind of get into. I'll, I'll talk a little bit here about uh, the second national title uh, that you won here in just a second. But 
going through and the, the great experience that you had, did, did you know uh, when you got done with your time in college that you wanted to be a coach? Um, so funny story. I did want to be a coach, but I thought when I was done with college bowling, I thought I was going to be a softball coach um, back really? around here. Yeah, um, that's always oh, what I thought wow. I wanted to coach just because I grew up um, playing softball as well, and I just figured that's what I thought I was going to do um, just because I I played softball through um, up until I got to college, and then I played one year of a select when I was in college. And I just figured that was what I more understood. I thought, like, to me, that's, that was a sport I understood better. Um, and then I got the call to coach at Judson the year after I graduated and kind of thought about it. And I was like, you know what, that does sound like something I wanted to do. And I absolutely loved it. Um, coaching bowling was obviously something that I loved. And I'm definitely glad that I did that and not go the route I would have because I think that obviously my career in college helped me with coaching and what kind of parallels can you can you draw between the two sports I mean sounds like you were highly competitive as well as a as a softball player yeah I think the two like the two parallels between it is that it's they're both you have a team and obviously in college and when you play softball but you're doing you know you want to do better for yourself as well as for the team. Like when you're hitting, mm. you are trying to do something. You're trying to get a hit, but you want to get a hit for your team. You want to feel the ball to do it. But the same thing with bowling. You want to you want to do well so your team does well. So I think that was kind of like the biggest thing. Um, and that's where like my intensity had come from was from softball, uh, just because that's obviously a more vocal, intense, I wouldn't say like intense sport, but like with being vocal and, getting loud. Um, I think that's where I got it from was just that type of atmosphere growing up. And that's kind of what I wanted to, wanted to ask you about, because I think that's what a lot of people, maybe their first kind of exposure to you as far as your bowling career goes, was watching you on TV and seeing you anchor the team. And I mean, we know in, in 2019 for that tournament, the, the lanes got pretty nasty. I mean, the lanes were hard. You were the anchor of the team and you were expected or your team expected you to get up there, hopefully and and double to win a national championship, and you did. So what was what was that like for you to, to be able to do that? Yeah, the whole week was kind of a crazy whirlwind. Obviously, if you looked at what happened to, from start, we obviously had no – it seemed like we had no look on when we started. The, the first Bakers um, went absolutely horrible. We qualified like 15 or 14th out of 16. I mean, we kind of just changed our game plan about what we were going to do because what we were doing wasn't working. So we had to change something, and we kind of just went with it. Um, And as for bowling anchor, I mean, I just think it's something I enjoy. I think, like I said, with growing up being a multi-sport athlete and being in softball and volleyball, those more intense atmospheres, I just think that's – I enjoyed being in that moment. Um, It's just something that I I like to think I thrive off of is being in a moment like that and just – obviously wanting to do the best for the team. Um, that's obviously all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do or whatever. It's just the team is in the back of my mind. And since you have, you know, you haven't been out of school super long, you are easily, easily able to relate to your team because you're not that far removed from some of the things they were going through. But that can also be one of those fine lines you have to walk where you, you – 
you want to connect with them, but you don't want to seem like you're too you know, like you're too much of a friend because you're still their coach. So how have you worked on that balance yet as far as keeping the lines where they need to be, I guess, when it comes to, to working with a team, but yet being able to also understand what a lot of them are going through? Yeah, that's one thing that obviously has been a challenge um, because I am so close in their age. So it is sometimes hard to realize that, you know, I am strictly their coach. But I do think that I really just, instead of even really worrying about that, really thinking about the fact that I was just in their shoes two years ago, three years ago. So really using my experience to help them because when I was in school, I did have a grad assistant um, for my first couple of years. And I really think that she helped me transition into what I was because it is, can be intimidating to talk to somebody that's older than you or whatever. So it is nice to be able to be like, I was just in your shoes. I understand what you're going through. I understand the struggles of, switching to college, being an athlete in college. So it's very nice to be able to talk to them about being like, I understand what you're going through. I get that it's hard right now and stuff like that. So that's nice to have that experience not that long ago. And what do you think most of them struggle the most with when they, when they do, you know, come to school and leave home for the first time? I think a lot of it just seems like a, overwhelming um that you know schoolwork is going to be you know you're not going to have enough time to do it all and you're not gonna you know how are you going to focus on bowling with school I think that's just like a big thing um and I think it's just it's so different because you're used to going home every day after you're done with school and you know you're you have all of your friends there so I think it's just a big change to just to like realize that it's going to be okay and not overthinking it too early in the school year. Like you just started, you know, for us, you know, you just started not even maybe a month ago. So you can't think about that stuff yet. It's new to you. You know, it's different from high school to college. And I think that's just like the biggest thing that people worry about is that it's going to be too different. They're not going to be able to get it done um, when that's not really always the case. Um, that they will be able to do it. It's just a big change for them rather than what they're used to. And when it comes to mental game and working on that, have you, have you be, began doing that or how do you begin doing that? And, um, and where are you focusing with them? Because that I'm sure has to be based on where each of them are mentally in their game as far as how you, you know, begin instilling some of those thoughts and getting the, them to be, their thought process to be going down that right direction and right road. Yeah. So it go, it kind of varies between each individual, obviously, because some people have better mental games when they, when you get to college than some. So it's obviously you kind of just have to get a feel on what everyone's at, but I kind of just kind of teach them the same things that I was taught to start with when I got to college, just, you know, going through this, same pre-shot routine, really mm-hmm. just, you know, focusing on one shot at a time, focusing on your spares, focus on what's in front of you, um, just because that's obviously the main things that you're going to need from day to day in bowling is focusing on one shot at a time and then whatever happens after that shot, you know, you make your spare and move on. You can worry about what happened after the fact. Don't worry about it while you're shooting a spare. Or don't worry about what's happening. What happened in the past, you know, on your next shot. You just have to focus on what's in front of you. Um, so I think that's 
kind of the main thing just to start with. Um, and truthfully, like the biggest mental thing is, is how do you get the girls to, you know, like the biggest thing that I've had to deal with, I guess, so far as coaching is what girls like, like to be taught at, like some people, you know, mm -hmm. like to be taught different. Obviously not everyone's the same with how they learn. Some people enjoy, you know, being one-on-one. -on -one. Some people enjoy, you know, certain different, everything's different. So that's like the other thing with like mentally is how do I teach them to, for them to understand what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that makes total sense. I mean, I think it's, that's one of the things and you look at some of the people who are the, the great coaches and, you know, you look outside of, of the sport of bowling, you know, you look at like Pat Riley or some famous, you know, other NBA coach or famous head coach in, in football in uh, you hear them say that over and over again, they have to talk uh, and speak to all their players in different languages that, that they understand. Cause you know, you could say the same thing the same way to two different uh, athletes and, and they'd hear two different things. Absolutely. And, and final question I've got for you, Courtney, uh, you, you know, being so successful in college and bowling, uh, with that core of your teammates around you on the lanes, uh, how, uh, were you, was it an easy transition or a tough transition when you started participating in some of the PWBA stops and trying to compete at the highest level, but now just as a, a singles player, you know what I mean? Rather than used to having, you know, being, being part of a team, what was that like for you? Yeah, I'm definitely still struggling with that. Um, like I said, just because of, like, my past, I just enjoy being with the team, and, like, I thrive more off of that. Um, so I'm struggling still with having confidence in myself to do well by myself without somebody, the other people are surrounding me. So that's kind of been a struggle that I'm still working on as I compete out there. Um but it's been a great experience to compete against the best and it just makes you want to get better day in and day out to be able to compete against them. Um, but it's been a struggle, uh, to be honest with making that transition. It's not easy. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to be, but I mm -hmm. think it's just different things that, you know, one week I do something well and then the next week I don't, um, just because there's a lot that I have to yeah. improve on, but, I know that I have to do it. So it's just kind of making those little improvements and really just continuing to do it and make those improvements and then work towards hopefully the fall classic goes well and then hopefully work towards yeah. next year being much better. Well, I can tell you from having been, you know, competing in college that the, the, as soon as I got out of school and I remember like getting pumped up for like a key shot and, and you turn around and you're like, everybody back there is like, they're not happy to strike because you're trying to beat them. <laughs> it's a little, it's yeah. a little different than, you know, you're used to like turning around and you got like, you know, four or five people and a coach behind you, like with their arms up in the air, like they're so pumped. And it's, it is, it's, it's challenging, you know? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge, but I think it's also helped that I've really gotten to know a lot of girls out there. Um, more like recently, uh, just because it is nice to have people in your corner. Um, and I think that's helped me want to get better um, and really understanding what I need to do because I can talk to these people that have been out there for years on what, you know, how do you get to that point because they've, they've went through the same struggles. And that's what I have to kind of realize is that everyone has kind of gone through this, like, 
getting over that hump from like going from college to going to tour is obviously you knew it was going to be challenging, but to have people to talk to that went over have already gotten over that hump makes it a lot easier to do, I guess, and to want mm. to do it because you have people that you know want to see you succeed, which is obviously a big help. <laughs> yeah. And Courtney, this is the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. How cool is it for you and the team and the university to have Storm and the Storm brand behind you with equipment? That has to be a help with recruiting as well and throwing the great equipment from Storm Roto and uh, 900 Global. Yeah, it's been, I can't thank Storm enough for everything that they've done for obviously what they're going to do for the upcoming season for a school, what they've done for me um, out on tour. And I just, very thankful for that and I'm it is a great turning point because like a lot of girls that when I recruited them I was like what equipment do you throw and a majority of them actually almost all of them through Storm so that was super Mm -hmm. nice because then I could be like yeah well we're going to be sponsored by them so that really helps as well to be able to be sponsored by such a great company Um, and like I said that they've helped me tremendously through obviously my college years because we threw them in college and then on my first couple of years on tour. So I'm just glad that I can kind of continue to throw the best brand out there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Courtney. Appreciate your time today. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on you and your program and want to wish you all the best. And we'll look forward to reaching out and touching base with you and getting on uh, sometime again down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.